Do you ever dream of eating a delicious panini whenever you want, but don't own a panini press? Get ready to have your dreams come true. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how to make a homemade roasted vegetable panini without a panini press. How are we going to do it? Well, you'll have to keep listening to find out. We're also going to talk about a few different things that you can put on a panini that aren't roasted vegetables uh, and why you should. So let's take a look. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5. And this is how to make a homemade roasted vegetable panini without a panini press. The vegetables. The vegetables used for the roasted vegetable panini are eggplant, zucchini, red bell pepper, and red onion. If you'd like to, you could include portobello mushroom, tomato, other colored peppers, spinach, or anything else you'd like. Uh, we do have to cook the vegetables before they go on the sandwich, but first, uh, we have to salt the eggplant. Salting the eggplant. Why do we have to salt the eggplant? Salting the eggplant does two main things. First is that it removes moisture from the eggplant, giving it a more firm texture when cooked. The second thing that salting the eggplant does is removes bitterness. Eggplant on its own can sometimes be bitter. As the salt pulls moisture out of the vegetables, Eggplants are technically a berry, but who cares? It also pulls out some of the flavor compounds that cause bitterness. How to salt an eggplant. To salt the eggplant, wash it well, then slice it into one centimeter rounds. Lay a piece of paper towel or a clean dish towel down on a sheet pan and sprinkle it generously with salt. Lay the eggplant on a towel in one even layer and sprinkle more salt over the eggplant, then cover it with another towel. Let the eggplant sit for about half an hour, then rinse each piece well under cold water. Pat the eggplant dry, and you are good to go. Now, I know that this may seem like a lot of work, but it is absolutely worth the effort. The flavor and textural difference between an eggplant that has been salted and one that hasn't is night and day. This small thing can make the difference between a person loving eggplant and hating it. And do this whenever you use eggplant. If you're using eggplant parm or you're grilling eggplant, Salt it first and then cook it. Makes a world of difference. Other vegetables. While the eggplant is sitting with the salt, prep the rest of the vegetables. In total, I used one small eggplant, one red bell pepper, one zucchini, and one red onion. This amount of vegetables made enough for about six sandwiches. However, any leftover vegetables can be tossed in a salad, a pasta, or warmed and eaten as a side dish. So don't worry about having extra. It won't go to waste. To prep the vegetables, wash them all very well, then cut the sides, top, and bottom off of the pepper. Discard the seeds and stem and cut the peppers into two centimeter by two centimeter pieces, like one inch by one inch. These don't have to be exact. Cut the ends off the zucchini, then cut into one centimeter or half inch thick pieces on a sharp angle. Finally, peel the onion and cut it into two centimeter by two centimeter, again, about an inch pieces. Again, these don't have to be exact. Once the eggplant is ready and rinsed, cut the pieces in half and add to the other vegetables. Roasting the vegetables. Put all the roasted vegetables in a large mixing bowl with two tablespoons of olive oil and a generous amount of salt and pepper. Toss all the vegetables together then spread out on a sheet pan lined with parchment paper. You may need to use two sheet pans depending on how big your vegetables are. Roast the vegetables in a 400 degree uh, oven for 30 to 35 minutes, flipping them halfway through. The vegetables are done when they're tender and slightly browned. Take them out of the oven and let them cool slightly. It's really important that you don't crowd these on the pan. Um, if you have to, definitely spread them out on two pans. It's, it's worth it. Okay, so 
While the vegetables are roasting, take a minute or two to throw together some pesto mayo. Uh, combine three tablespoons of pesto. You can make your own uh, or you can buy it. If you want to make your own, essentially just take a handful of basil, um, let's say a, a cup of basil, a quarter cup of olive oil, pinch of salt, a bit of Parmesan cheese, like a tablespoon of Parmesan cheese, um, and a tablespoon of pine nuts. Grind it all up and you're good to go. So mix three tablespoons of pesto. Again, you can just buy it with half a cup of mayo. Uh, this amount will be enough for four sandwiches. If you make extra, you can store the mayo in the fridge for up to a week. And this is great on ham sandwiches. It's great on Italian sandwiches, like cold cut sandwiches. It's great on roasted vegetable sandwiches. It's great on, so it's even just great on a chicken sandwich. Putting the sandwiches together. Now, the bread typically used for a panini is an Italian bun or sandwich roll. I can't eat that, so I used an Udi's gluten-free hot dog bun. Um, generally, I prefer kinnikinnik buns, but uh, now I'm very into promise bread buns. Um, if you see promise bread, uh, buy it if you're gluten-free. It's incredible. You can't tell that it's gluten-free. It's really, really good. Again, that's promise bread. Uh, the Udi's ones make a decent substitute, uh, but they're not great. So if you have to eat gluten-free as I do, hot dog buns or sandwich buns make a good uh, panini bun. Otherwise, just use a nice Italian bun or sandwich roll. To make the sandwiches, cut the bun in half, spread the mayo on on the top with the roasted vegetables. Uh, excuse me, spread the mayo on and top with the roasted vegetables. Now, a sandwich like this needs some cheese to tie it all together. I used provolone which added a sharp flavor to the sandwich. You can use mozzarella, Swiss, or whatever you would prefer. Put the cheese on, then put the sandwich on your super expensive and fancy panini press. Oh, you, you don't have one? Yeah, me either. So let's see how to turn this vegetable sub into a vegetable panini without expensive equipment. So how to press a panini without a panini press. To toast and press a panini without a panini press, we're going to do this as low tech as we can get. Heat two pans over medium-high heat. Brush the sandwiches, top and bottom, with olive oil. Then place it in one of the pans. So if you have a grill pan, it works great for this. If you don't, it's not the end of the world. Just make sure that you heat up two pans. Put the pans, so you so you have one pan, or one sand, yeah, you have the sandwich, I'm sorry. You have the sandwich in one pan, and then you're going to put, the other pan on top of the sandwich and press down, and both pans should be hot. So leave the sandwich alone for a minute or two until it's golden brown, and then flip it, uh, and then do the same thing. So the panini is ready when the bread is toasted and the cheese is melted. If you notice that the bread is getting a little too dark but the cheese isn't melting, you may want to pop the sandwich in the oven on 350 for a few minutes to heat it through. Now, I did use a grill pan to make my panini, but you don't have to. The only reason I, I used it is because it was given to me by the company that makes it. Um, but if you just have two pans, still good. You're not going to get the lines, but it's still going to be delicious. So after a few minutes of squishing a sandwich between two pans, we have a delicious roasted vegetable panini with pesto mayo and provolone cheese. Uh, if you'd like the sandwich to have a little more acidity, you can marinate the vegetables in balsamic vinegar or drizzle the sandwich with a balsamic reduction after it's cooked. Either way, that acidity will make the flavor of the sandwich really pop. Now, there are a million things you can put on a panini. I really like um, like mortadella um, with you know either pesto mayo or just a regular mayo. 
um, and some cheese, just nice and simple. And then just have like a little honey mustard to dip it in. You can obviously do this roasted vegetable panini. There's, there's, you can do a turkey Swiss panini, a BLT panini, whatever you want. There's so many options. But really, what I, what you should take away from this is the technique of squishing the sandwich between two hot pans to make the toasted kind of melty cheese without having um, a panini press. That's really kind of the takeaway here. And I hope that's what you took away. wrap up. Now, although this may seem like a lot of work for a sandwich, it isn't that bad. The vegetables can be made a day or two ahead of time. And again, any extras can be used for a variety of other purposes. More than anything, I hope that you see how to make a delicious panini at home without spending a bunch of money on a grill press. One word of caution, make sure that your pans aren't too hot when you put your sandwich in. I burnt my first batch. We still ate them, but they weren't very pretty. As always, thank you so much for listening. Um, you have no idea how much I appreciate it. You can find this uh, episode written out at chefsnotes.com forward slash roasted dash vegetable dash panini. And I'll share that link in the description to this episode. Also, I mentioned in Monday's episode that things have switched around a bit and I'm not going to have a co-host on this on Food and Five. It's not going to happen. Things are going to stay mostly the same for now. What is changing is that I have a second podcast now with my best friend, Evan, who is also a chef or a former chef now, I guess, but he cooked with me for years and years and years. Uh, and I'll share a link to that as well. We just dropped our first three episodes. In all honesty, the audio um, needs some work. We're working on it. Hopefully um, next week's episode will be better. We're going to release an episode every week. Uh, it's a little bit funny. There's some cooking information in there. We're talking about food. We're talking about other things. It's called Evan and Ben talk about food and stuff. Again, I'll share a link. There's three episodes up there right now. The first one is pretty much just getting to know Evan. Second one, we talk about snacks. Yeah, uh, no, the second one, we talk about our death row meals and um, how to cook them and, and kind of the meaning to us. And if you don't know what the death row meal is, it's the meal you would choose if you were on death row and it was your last meal you could ever eat. Uh, and then the final episode that we released yesterday is all about our favorite snacks. And we talk about gluten-free snacks and all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, I highly recommend checking it out. Again, it's brand new. There's only three episodes. They all dropped yesterday. Uh, there will be a new one every week. I'm very excited about it. Um, so check it out. And again, I'll share the description to that or the, the link to that in the description of this, but you can just search it on Spotify or, uh, I think wherever you are listening to this, it's just Evan and Ben talk about food and stuff. It should be there. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, and thank you again to Mary Jane. She requested this episode as well. And she's going to have another request fulfilled on Friday. So if you have a request for an episode of Food and Five, shoot me an email at chefbenkelly at gmail.com or hit me up on social media at chefbenkelly and tell me what you want me to talk about. And I will do my best to put something together for you. Uh, as for now, thank you so much. I will be back on Friday with another fantastic episode of Food and Five. Check out my other podcast, Evan and Ben Talk About Food and Stuff. Um, Thank you so much. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food and Five. Have a great day, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah.